Hi, welcome to Anto Knows. This is episode 59, season 2, episode 7. We're continuing our adventures with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You would think by this time that the Ninja Turtles, that people would be all turtled out by now. And I remember when this series debuted in 2003, I figured that people wouldn't even be that interested in, but they were. Uh, a lot of people, this was their introduction to the Turtles. If you were a little older, uh, this is the Turtle uh, that you were introduced. Everybody's introduced to characters in different generations through comics or through books or through something. Here, they, they're uh, introduced this way. Uh, one of the original creators was one of the... Uh, Creators on this show, he was the one who said, "Yes, okay, we're going to uh, this is why this is probably the strongest influence from the Mirage comic books, even though the the animation is very like anime style. So the turtles are all big, muscle bound, and we get practically every character and introduced to a few new ones in this series." This series ran from 2003 to 2007, and it ran on Fox Kids for a while, it ran on the WB for a while, and it ran for on the Cartoon Network for a while, a part of their thing called Toonami, okay? And uh, it, it, Fox Kids was like towards the end of its run because, you know, in those days, in the early 2000s, car, uh, Saturday morning was a kind of on its way out, unfortunately. Uh, before this, Fox Kids had done uh, The Next Mutation, which was that uh, TV series, which was awful, which ran with live action. That was with Saban. That's the company that did uh, the Power Rangers. They even had the Turtles team up with the Power Rangers. But it's pretty bad. This follows the series, uh, the comic books, pretty accurately. So in uh, 2003, the first episode uh, uh, premieres. Okay? The episode uh, is called Things Change. Okay? So they uh, are introduced to Splinter... We're introduced to the four turtles. We get sort of a little bit of the origin story, but what they know eventually that there's this uh, story called Secret Origins, and we find out that the turtles are connected to these creatures called the Utrons. Okay, so we meet Splinter, we meet the turtles, and we meet Baxter Stockman. He's the evil robot genius, and here's the He's the proper way that they introduced him in the original comic books. And he's this mechanical genius who invents these creatures called the Mausers. And April is a computer expert and a robot expert. And she, uh, when she finds out that Baxter wants to unleash these Mausers on the city, uh, they try to, he tries to kill her, and then the, uh, she runs into the turtles. All right? We also meet Casey Jones, 
amateur uh, Raphael befriends him because he's just as crazy as he is. He's a street vigilante who uses sports equipment. And we also meet, for the first time, the Purple Dragons, a, a street gang that is secretly run by the Shredder and run by a fellow named Hun. Here he is, this uh, white guy, who's this big tough guy, who is doing this, uh, and the Turtles and, and uh, uh, Casey uh, eventually uh, defeat them. We also introduce a new villain called the Garbage Man, who is this guy who's like building an empire of garbage throughout the city. Uh, the only thing that's different and from the comic books and from this series is Shredder is not a man. He is a renegade Utron who calls himself Shrell or Shrell. And he eventually calls himself Orokosaki and eventually calls himself the Shredder. So his armor is this human robot body and he eventually takes over the Foot Clan in this. The Turtles go back in time and discover that the ooze and the mutagen and all that's all connected to the Utrons. And when one of them crashed on Earth, he uh, assumed the guise uh, of uh, Yoshi. So Splinter here is a rat who was exposed to the mutagen, and he and the Turtles have that connection uh, together. Okay? And we then we Splinter uh, is missing, and they have to go into outer space to find him, and we run into the Triceratopsins, and uh, Shredder here is lethal. He is evil. He is immoral. Eventually, they uh, defeat him com almost completely, and uh, his empire, the uh, Foot Clan, falls apart. So what remains of the Foot Clan fight to control the city. So a group of gangsters are fighting for control of the city, and all these other different factions are fighting for the control of the city. And, and that's called the City at War storyline. So there we're introduced to Karai. Here she's a young woman, not a kid, not any of that. She's a young woman, and she is Shredder's adopted daughter who is going to inherit the mantle of being the new Shredder. Okay? We also get a, a tribute to the uh, Ninja Turtle video game. Now, the, the Turtles had lots of games, including the arcade game. I, I don't know how many quarters I used to waste on playing that game in college. That was a fun game to play. And then eventually I got a Nintendo, and this game you could also buy, which was this tournament game. So you could be one of the Turtles, they, you could fight one of the other turtles, and you could uh, fight as aliens, Casey Jones or April or Splinter. So there's this tournament that the turtles get involved with. And there's all kinds of aliens, all kinds of creatures and so forth. And the turtles have to like fight in this Mortal Kombat-style uh, game. We also get this thing about the government, this guy named Bishop, who is a government uh, uh, agent. And after the Triceratopsins uh, uh, 
come to Earth and attack Earth. The turtles have to fight against this invasion, and they bring all their allies to bear, and they also have to um, fight the, this good fight against the aliens. But Bishop eventually captures the turtles, thinking they're aliens and not uh, mutants. He also captures Leatherhead, too. So now it's only up to April, Casey, and Splinter, and he has to kind of, like, train them quickly to be uh, ninjas. Okay? So in in this uh, big gladiatorial uh, game uh, adventure, after this... After they free the turtles, uh, Splinter sneaks off to go in part of this gladiatorial games, and the turtles follow him. And then all of a sudden, they're involved in these games. Michelangelo wins one of the games by default, and he eventually becomes the Battle Nexus champion. So there's an old rival of Splinter named Draco. He's this dragon. And there's this fellow called the High Damio, okay? He also has a young son. So he wants revenge on the turtles, and Draco wants revenge on the turtles. But unfortunately, both guys get merged into one creature. And they are, they transfer them, uh, they basically become part of each other, and then they transfer the turtles to different worlds. Now, one of these stories is probably one of the darkest stories that the Turtles ever faced. But, you know. So, in one story, uh, Michelangelo is sent to a world where they're all superheroes. So that's a dream for him. And April is the mayor, kind of like an old-fashioned 1960s or 70s comic book. And they're all super, they have a turtle lair, and they have turtle devices. Unfortunately, their master is evil, and not calling himself Splinter, he's calling himself the Shard. So after Michelangelo helps them uh, defeat their former master, he eventually uh, goes back to his own world. Well, So this all is going on at the same time. Okay? And the next story, uh, Across the Universe, that's from that old Beatles song, uh, Raphael finds himself in the middle of a high-tech motorcycle race. So they try to bring him back a couple of times, and they, uh, they eventually, when he finishes, this is kind of like Quantum Leap, he eventually finishes the race, and he's transferred back to where he belongs. But the most darkest story, here we go, in episode 21... Okay, the, uh, the same as it ever was. Okay, that's from another song, too, uh, from uh, the Talking Heads. Same as it ever was, same as it ever was. Donatello finds himself in a very grim world where the Shredder has conquered the world. The Foot has finally achieved uh, their dominance over the world. So... Splinter is dead. Casey Jones is dead. Uh, and their Donatello disappeared. They find Michael, Michelangelo, and Michelangelo has one arm, and he's kind of not that 
fun-loving, happy surfer dude. And so now April's an old woman and is basically keeping what's left of the human race and fighting the good fight. Eventually, uh, they bring everybody together to try to start one last final battle. So everybody dies. Leonardo, Raphael, they die side by side as brothers should. Michelangelo, and now the only one is left standing is Donatello. And he basically shreds the shredder into a giant machine, and that's the end of him. Donatello's left there standing, and he looks at April. And April's now an old woman, basically, trying to keep things together. Because my brothers, my four wonderful brothers. And he goes back to his own world. And he says, thank you, Donnie. He says, I will never forget my four wonderful friends. Pretty grim, huh? That's a pretty grim story for a Saturday morning cartoon. Imagine watching that with your uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. I, I don't know if I would feel that good after that. I remember seeing that episode, and I think it was near Christmas time or something like that. And it was pretty, uh, pretty grim. Okay. Finally, Leonardo uh, follows his way to uh, a world what is like ja like a Japanese world. Okay, and he runs into an old ally of his. We introduce him in Asagi uh, Bujimbo. Asagi Bujimbo is a samurai rabbit or a rabbit bodyguard. He's a ronin. He has no master. He has no uh, clan. He's just all by himself. So Leo, uh, he, he's like, Leonardo-san, what are you doing here, my brother? And he says, and where are your brothers? And he's like, I don't know. So he says, will you help me find them? He says, of course. So they go on an adventure, and they find out from this monk that they've been all transferred to these different worlds. So he and... Uh, Osagi say, okay, we'll go to where this nexus is and we'll help you uh, resolve this uh, storyline. And that's exactly what they do. And in the end, uh, they separate the dragon and he is defeated. And the Domino's son is sort of like given another chance on life because his father is an old man and he's all upset that his son, you know, has become evil and so forth. And he becomes uh, from a, a young man to a kid again. And he says, do I know you? And, and Leonardo's like, yes, you know us. We used to play together when, when you were little. And he says, oh, okay. So they all uh, come together. And eventually the turtles are eventually transferred back to their own world. Okay, now we get to the bad part of this, unfortunately. Uh, if you remember a series called Ninja Turtles Fast Forward, okay, this served as the, uh, uh, it was for, uh, in the regular season, and it ran in 2006 to 2007. And then uh, this was folded in that way after season seven. All right, it gets a little confusion, confusing here. But fast forward is awful. Okay, 
I even was starting to lose interest, and I'm a huge Turtle fan, and I was like, this is terrible. This, Why do they do this now? Okay, so in this story, the Turtles, through an accident, find themselves hundreds of years into the future where aliens and everybody lives together in harmony, and they run into April O'Neil's Descendant is a young boy, and he is inherited to O'Neill Tech, okay? And this journal that April wrote about her adventures with the turtles, okay? Eh, you know, and there's a robot that doesn't like it here, and he wants to go back to, you know, he wants the turtles to leave and so forth. Uh, they eventually... Uh, do this whole storyline where Splinter gets split into all these different parts when they eventually go back to uh, uh, Earth and they have to go into cyberspace to put him back together. Yeah, I know. Isn't that kind of corny and weird? But they uh, do that. That series concludes in Season 7 and this becomes the last season. By this time, Viacom, that owns Nickelodeon, buys the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So they eventually take that series and uh, put it on uh, Nickelodeon at this time. And uh, it still ran on Fox Kids, and it ran on this thing called Back to the Sewers. All right? So we all go back to the... uh, early 2000s or 1980s or whatever they're running around in. They reunite with April and Casey. Now, at this point, April and Casey are engaged and they're going to get married, okay? And uh, we have all kinds of adventures before this, like the there's time travel, we meet Annette, we meet the Rat King, we meet all these different uh, characters. Uh, now... They do this whole thing where the turtles run into a like Dungeons and Dragons like storyline. Even one of the episodes is called Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, so they're made like to these like uh, acolytes. So they have to all be connected to this energy. So these like four horsemen of apocalypse find out about the shredder and. They take his Utron uh, body and reunite him with his uh, armor. And so they put him back together and give him this demon horse. And he finds out April and Casey are going to get married. So he comes to the wedding. And so all the Turtles' allies are there. And they have this huge uh, wedding bells and brawls. Of course. And they have this huge fight, and eventually the Ultrons, superheroes, everybody that's invited to this wedding fights it out with the uh, Shredder and his minions, and he's eventually defeated. The Ultrons transfer the Shredder's Ultron body to an icy world where he's imprisoned in ice forever. Well, we hope so. Of course, that's not the end. By this time, they decide they're going to do a uh, one last big final storyline. This was supposed to be just a two-part story, 
But eventually, they decided to turn it into a giant TV movie. And that was called Turtles Forever. Okay? In 2009. All right? Now, they couldn't use the Turtles' original voices from the original animated series that was made in the 1980s. Something kind of copyright thing, they couldn't use their original voices. That was kind of disappointing. They kind of make them all kind of sound the same. They kind of have them all be like silly Michelangelo. Even Raphael has a line where he says... He goes, they're all like four little Mikeys. This is ridiculous. And they don't use their weapons, and they say turtle power and all that stuff. April is not involved in this with the, from the 1980s, uh, just a little bit. And uh, they all unite together when this happens. The 1980s Shredder and Krang arrive in this dimension. Hun captures the 84 turtles and he eventually is exposed to mutagen and turns into like a snapping turtle, like a very vicious, ugly turtle. So the turtles, all the teams unite against uh, the uh, lethal shredder. The 1984 shredder says, this 84 shredder says, yeah, I'll, I'll go and I'll get him and bring him uh, back from that icy world. Not a very wise move. And so they reunite him with the armor, and Karai even realizes that he's gone crazy. He takes over the Technodrome, turns it into a more lethal weapon, turns the foot soldiers into more lethal robots, even turns all his own men into mutants and evil mutants, exposing them to mutagen. And now he's determined to destroy this world and every other world along with it. So he finds out there's a turtle verse, just like Spider-Man has a Spider-Verse, and there are many multiple copies of the turtles. And he realizes he can't defeat them unless he goes to the main world and destroys them. So yes, we go to a black and white world where there are black and white turtles. And uh, they're lethal, and they even say some of the lines, and stuff. Shredder, do you fear us? And all that. And so all the teams unite, including the villains and the heroes from the 80s, against this lethal Shredder. They eventually defeat him completely, take him out of his armor, and this time he's in prison for good, and... Uh, eventually their world, all their worlds begin to heal because it looked like Shredder had destroyed them, but he, he, the turtles all, 84 turtles go back to their world and say, turtles fight with honor. And uh, the other turtles say, turtle power. It's so great. And then they all go back to their own separate worlds, united and uh, ready to face the next thing. So, it's pretty uh, good. Those, that, this series is pretty uh, close to the comic book. It had some problems along the way. The fast forward and all that was pretty silly. But, we uh, next time on Anto Knows, we'll talk about probably one of the best turtle series 
that Nickelodeon did. With computer animation, we face aliens. We face a turtle, uh, we face a triceratopsian invasion. The destruction of the Earth. Characters die, and they don't come back. David Tennant joins as the Fugitoid. And lots of really fun story. A romantic uh, love triangle between Casey, Donatello, and April. That's next time on Anto Knows.